Duncan, it's Friday night. Yo, yo, yo. What a fr- oh, who doesn't love a Friday night? All right. Friday night is one of the best feelings in the world. You know what makes a Friday night better, mate? What Having a better? beer with your mate. Having a beer with and, your mate. And, so, and talking and, about stuff in 20-minute sections. That is exactly... Whenever I get, went to the pub, that's exactly what I did, Dunk. I said, right, we've got 20 minutes to talk about this subject. Go. I mean, but you were a social butterfly, so you did 20 minutes, and then after that, you moved to the next table. See you later, guys. I'll catch you later. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, my gosh. Let's get stuck in, Dunk. Let's just get stuck in. Pick a number between 1 and 10. I'm feeling the Friday vibe. We're doing number four. Number Friday four. Number four. Okay. I think number four is, I like number four. I think you're like number four, Dunk. Right. This topic today is comics. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, first of all, uh, opinion on comics as an art form. Do you, um, how much do you value it and appreciate it? compared to like the other art forms that we have out there, you know, other medias and stuff. I think now that I have my own money and I have the ability to buy um, comics or graphic novels, um, I appreciate it a hell of a lot more. Yeah. I think in my teenage years, because I didn't, I was always working at weekends. I didn't sort of do like the whole shopping with your friends at a weekend all that often. Um, And I didn't get excited about like comics coming out every week. Hmm. I had comics as a kid, um, and I'm going to include the Beano in this because it technically counts. Yeah, no, it does. Um, I used to have a stack of them underneath my bed, and it was like, I'd read it, put it on the stack, read it, put it on the stack, got it every week without fail, got the annuals, got all of that, up until I was about eight, maybe nine, and then that stopped. And between 9 and 19, I never really had comics. And, now, you know, I got to the age where, obviously, the Marvel films were in full flow. And I loved Spider-Man anyway. I think I think it's your fault that I bought my first graphic novel. I'm glad if it is. <laughs> and if I say, take a guess which graphic novel I bought having seen you, and it's in your collection because we discussed it is and you it, said if there's if there's one graphic novel that you get you have to get this one is it Frank Miller's Batman Dark Knight Rises A Dark Knight it Returns it isn't it's the killing joke oh that's yeah that's up there that's in my top five <laughs> and I bought that and that started it off and I started buying various other graphic novels to match the films. But as an art form, going back to your original question, Go for it. it's fantastic. I love it. And I have more appreciation for it now than I ever have done. Yeah. it's. Um, what, about, what about yourself? Where do you think it stands? Uh, so when I grew up, I, I loved comic books as a kid. Um, in Great Yarmouth, there used to be a comic book store. And uh, Great Yarmouth was like, um, we had a holiday um, chalet place that we used to go to as, as a family there. How, um, how were the chips? The chips were fucking amazing. Let's listen. The best chips in the world. <laughs> no chips will ever compare. Um, I I could go into that for hours. Um, but <laughs> going to this comic book store was kind of like the the I think the thing for me to do. Like every weekend that I went up there, um, it's really weird. I forget how much of my life I spent in Great Yarmouth. I spent quite a lot of it there. Um, and this comic book store wasn't like a trendy, cool London comic book store. You know, it was a very old, fuddy duddy. You know, um, kind of comic book store, but 
the fucking comics they had. They were like the golden era of DC comics and Marvel, and they were the 1960s and 70s comics books, and even some of the 80s great storylines. They were all in there. Um, and I was able to collect loads of them from a young age, um, simply because I, I don't even know where the love of Batman started, but I just loved Batman and Robin. I think it was because I loved Robin, because... Robin was the boy wonder. I was a little kid and he was called, his his name was Dick Drake, Richard, um, sorry, Dick Grayson, Richard Grayson. Um, so I obviously thought, well, he's got my name. That's so cool. I'm Robin. So um, yeah, I fell in love with, with that. And obviously the same as you, Dunk, I fell in love with Spider-Man. I think every kid finds Spider-Man really, really relatable and exciting. That He's just a very cool character. Um with his kind of geekiness as well, and then his, his secret cool kind of um, catchphrases and the way he talks to people when he's fighting crime, the cockiness. Um, it, it's just perfect. He, he was the perfect kind of uh, character. So I kind of had my DC guys and my, my Spider-Man, my Marvel guys, and I focused on them. But comic books weren't cool growing up. So, like, it, you were considered geeky for liking comic books. You know, they were something to something that was seen as childish and something that as you got older it became harder to keep that relationship so much like yourself i had a period where i probably didn't touch any comic books or read any comic books for a while and then again much like yourself the media just realized that they had all this fantastic material that they could turn into movies and make you know billions out of um and completely own the movie industry now which is turned, which Marvel has done absolutely brilliantly. And DC not so much, apart from the brilliant Chris Nolan Batman trilogy movies, um, and I think Wonder Woman's been pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, they've just they've because that blew everything up. The coolness factor of it kind of came back. The the sex the sexiness of comics kind of came back. Um, and during that time, I think I kept looking at the more grown-up kind of storylines um, and started reading, you know, the brilliant author that is Frank Miller um, and Alan Moore, Scots, the Scottish Alan Moore, um, who writes... Alan of, Moore is amazing. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's just the most incredible person you could ever... I, I think, what was it, there was a podcast that he... So, Scroobius Pip... Um, the former musician he yeah. now produces stuff and he i think he does acting on the side as well um but he's got a podcast called uh distraction pieces yeah. which is one of his solo songs and he did a distractions pieces podcast with alan moore and it is one of the best listens i think i've had i have to check it out mate because he's fascinating yes he and he's talking about um swamp thing which was his own project mm -hmm. and he talks about everything else that he does but the man's a druid anyway so he's talking about all of this sort of um, <laughs> spiritual healing and all of this other sort of stuff as well. He's very of a different time mm. in terms of him as a personality. And yeah. I think when you look at his art style as well, he's different to everybody else. And I think that leads into his writing. Um, the stories are just so, so good. Um, and yeah, so for me... Um, Batman The Dark Knight Returns um, by Frank Miller. His version of Batman is just perfect. It's like old Batman who has, you know, tried to retire. Crime's gotten completely out of control. He has to come back. Um, and he's coming back with, like, pure, brute, 
pure brute force. Um, and then it's kind of the whole universe he wrote about where like Superman's basically a sellout, like he works for the government <laughs> um, and, and kind of stops um, superheroes and stuff. It's just so, the world he created was so well done. And he, I believe he made the first um, female Robin with um, Carrie, oh, Carrie, I'm going to get the name wrong. I, I can't remember names. I'm awful with names. I think it's Carrie. Um, and her character is Robin. She is probably, I mean, this is hard for me to say because she's she's up there as one of the best. Um, it's just a brilliantly well-written character. But yeah, I've I've delved into it, got into the, those kind of storylines, fell in love with those books. Um, and it's just not really left. Every time I go through breaks where I stop and then, because obviously the issue with, with comic books is they're constantly trying to sell it to a new audience. So they go yeah. through these constant rebrands. Um, the, the, you the know, new 52 is yeah. one that sticks in my mind. Gosh, they, they've changed again now. Um, they've had a bit of a massive cock up where they had to, they had all these books planned and then COVID kind of happened. So they uh, rebranded it into this new thing. I think it's DC infinite crisis or uh, something like that. They called it. And now they've rebranded it again for the next batch of comics to do now that COVID's over. Um, but the, the, the premise of it was quite cool where they were kind of writing these futuresque uh, DC universes of what, what the world of DC characters will look like, which I quite like. So I've got, I've gotten into that and I've, I've fallen in love, Duncan, with Jason Todd, the Red Hood. Why is that? Why have you fallen in love with Jason Todd? Well, I always loved uh, Richard Dick Grayson, Robin. And then uh, one day I realised, I was like, Jason Todd's storyline is the most brilliant storyline in comic books, Dunk. He is the second Robin who um, basically was a kid whose mum was a drug addict and dad was in jail. Um, and he was um, on the streets and he, he got caught by Batman trying to steal his Batwheels. To the Batmobile, which I just love that storyline. So instead of Batman punishing him, Batman done the opposite. He took him in. Batman was lonely because Dick Grayson and him had finished, and and he needs a Robin. He know, know he needs a Robin, and he wanted to stop this kid from going down a life of crime, um, and try and prevent it. But what happens with Jason Todd is, he, Batman can't prevent that with it within Jason Todd. He he's kind of, he has this natural. Um, it's not really a dark side because really it's justice. He is willing to 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 correct in a way that Batman isn't. Like Batman doesn't kill. Well, Jason Todd, whilst he's rob Robin, there's a case where uh, this woman uh, has a really horrible situation, and her character then kills herself because of what this guy did. So then Jason Todd goes to confront him, um, and you don't see what happens, but the guy falls, and it's it's left in this comic in the 1980s. That Jason Todd, Robin, you know, pushed <laughs> the baddie over the ledge to kill him, um, which is such a, a, a out there dark storyline for for kind of Batman and Robin, really, when you think of it. Um, and then Jason Todd is uh, goes to find his real mum. He finds out he's adopted, and then uh, I, I don't want to spoil it in in a way, Dunk, because if you haven't read Jason Todd's storyline, you should read all about it. But he is the Robin um, that is killed by the Joker. 
Oh, right, okay. And he is reborn. He's beaten to death with a crowbar by the Joker, and it haunts Batman for the rest of Batman's kind of comic books to this day. But uh, Jason Todd reappears years later after being gone for quite a long time um, and comes back as the Red Hood, who is basically, he's kind of like the the Punisher, the DC version of the Punisher. He He's a an anti-hero. He, he wants to do good, but he will kill to do good, if that makes sense. He has his own law and order. I, I love her. I love an anti-hero. Yeah, um, that's. I'm telling you, if you love an anti-hero, I'm getting. I'm gonna send send you some links to some comics. Hell yeah, hell yeah. The Punisher's okay, a great character, so by the way. Obviously, you've got an affinity to DC, and I think I, it's fair to say I've got a bit of a a preference leaning towards Marvel. However. Out of uh, rather than just saying, what do you like? Do you like Marvel or DC? <laughs> who is your okay between Marvel and DC? Who does the best heroes? Oh, that's a tricky question, Dunk. It's like you know when we were talking about celebrations and heroes the chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a bit like that. Um, oh. So, take away, if I was going into media format of like what's on TV and movies and stuff, I'd be like, well, Marvel are better. They've done a much better job at, at, at making movies and making those um, shows. Um, they are brilliant. DC's flopped a bit with it. But if I looked at actual s- superheroes, even though I like Marvel's superheroes, they're very, uh, what would you say, alien, supernatural. Um, what I like about DC, yes, you've got Superman, who's basically a god. Um, you've He's got, a prick. You've got Wonder Woman, who's basically <laughs> a god, you know, a god as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, Batman's just a rich prick. <laughs> I mean, he's not a prick. He's an orphan. He's a rich orphan with some issues. <laughs> but he's just a human being. Um, and that always appealed to me about DC, was some of their characters were just very human um very normal you know i i the rich billionaire thing is played in both i mean you know robert downey yep. jr done a great job <laughs> making tony stark he, come to life he did but before the marvel films came out and before iron man came out in 2008 yeah, i want to say yeah, i think so. right um iron man was a grade character yeah he wasn't he he didn't have the uh spotlight on him like batman does and i think batman is for me dc's favorite my, my favorite dc hero i think what marvel do very well is they do heroes incredibly well because they're not they, they give them a lot more depth for me personally okay yeah so the thing that I could never relate to with Superman was just he was just like a completely alien emotionless robot who the only weakness he had was a green bit of rock. Um, <laughs> and technically Lois Lane. He had a soft thing for Lois Lane. Though, I, 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 how would he not destroy her? Like, he's an alien. Surely. Exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> So I could never get behind like Team Superman. I was always <laughs> Spider Man, 
and the Fantastic Four and yeah. Wolverine and some of the X Men. Wolverine, uh, Cyclops is a cunt, but we'll ignore <laughs> that. Um, so, for, so for me, the heroes that were in Marvel were always, I was always drawn to them. But the villains that you had just in Batman alone, they had that edge, they had that grit, they had that kind of. You could empathise with them. Yeah. To a certain extent, you know, they, they were clearly the bad guys, but at the same time, they also had some redeeming qualities about them. Um, you know, Two-Face, for example, everything was going all right. He was a man of, he had a bad day, which again goes back to the killing joke. All mm. it takes is one bad day. Um, so, yeah, I think for me personally, DC do better villains. I agree. But Marvel do better heroes on the whole. I think you're right. I think Marvel also does, you know, um, you're kind of anti-hero very well when I think of the Punisher and I think of Venom. Even Venom is a great character. Oh yeah, Venom's almost more popular than Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I th- it, it's, um, baddies is, a, is an interesting thing and, and villains are, is a difficult thing because they're often... Very caricature-y. caricature is not even a word. A caricature of sorts. Um, they're 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 just a bit a bit part in a way. Um, like the Green Goblin was very exciting for one movie, but when you start seeing you know another version of him and another version, of him, you're kind of like, no, nah, I'm I'm done with him now. Um, even though he's a brilliant character, um, and he was played really well by uh, William Defoe, um, but. I love, you know, the debt for the Joker. What can you say? Like, there's so many ways to play the Joker, and we've seen it. We've seen it. And there's so many ways to write the Joker. And it's actually, if you haven't read it, Dunk, there is a comic book that came, a graphic novel, sorry, that came out last year called, um, man, I'm I'm, going to get all my names wrong. I think it's called The the Three Jokers. Basically, um, the concept is that there's, there's actually always been three Jokers. The comedian, the um, oh, the criminal, and the madman, I believe, or the clown, and um, there's always been these three jokers that have kind of all originated from somewhere, and and they've always been a part of, but and they're all responsible for different things. Um, it is a brilliant masterpiece um, of a graphic novel. It's it's DC, it's part of DC's new uh, black label. Um, Spin up. Basically, DC's Black Label is they're um, they can do kind of one-off series or alternative kind of storylines. Uh, it's a bit more. Okay. It gives them a lot more creative freedom, and it's very it's very good because it's just like, what if this was the case? What if this was the case? And then they can do a whole series on it. It's really really well done. No, it sounds uh, very interesting. I will say one negative thing about graphic novels and comic books is the cost. Oh my gosh, so expensive. It's crazy how much. I mean, it's like 30 quid for something that you could probably sit down and read in about an hour and a half. Do you go digital, Doug? Do you go digital? Uh, I need to. I need to. I almost went digital with Marvel for a bit and then stopped. I'm thinking about investing in a Kindle just to go digital with it. Just for comic books, Kindle Fire. I I could I could do that. I reckon I could do that. Um, 
20 minutes. I have got.